A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers. They're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. I'm Courtney Robertson, the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. And I have more than a few secrets to tell. 
but I am not the only one with tea to spill. Every week, I'm going to be talking to another icon of reality television about the things they can only say off contract. Hello, and welcome back to Off Contract. I'm your host, Courtney Robertson. Today, we have an iconic guest for you. He has a lot of tea to spill, so stay tuned. For the end of the episode, he shares something that he's never shared before. My guest today is Reality Steve. Without further ado, let's bring him in. OMG, we've got a great guest for you today. It's the one and only, the infamous Reality Steve, somebody that I'm happy to call a friend. And one of the first people that I reached out to when I decided to start a podcast, I was like, what microphone do you use? <laughs> like, I didn't even know where to start. Um, yeah. And so I texted Steve and I was like, by the way, I always want to call you reality, Steve. And my sister said the same thing when you guys spoke at some point, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. But I texted you. I was like, what do I need to do? And you're like, this is the microphone I use. <laughs> Yeah, because when I started this, God, back in 2016, it was more at the early advent. Nobody in Bachelor Nation had a podcast uh, when I had started, and I didn't know anything about podcasts. I knew about radio because that was my background, but I went to a reader who had a small podcast, and she literally walked me through everything. I knew absolutely nothing, and I had no equipment. She said, you need to you know, here are the options. You need to buy this, 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 and this, and determine what level you want to buy intermediate, you know, beginner, intermediate, or expert. And I was like, I'll just do intermediate stuff. I don't want a cheap microphone and stuff like that. But yeah, I had to, it took me forever. I remember it literally, I did a FaceTime call with her every day for two weeks, Monday through Friday, from start to finish to where she walked me through everything. Now, it could probably be streamlined a lot quicker, but back in 2016, I just, I think it was, it was a certain way it's done. Now you can just probably go on YouTube and watch a video and find out how to start your own podcast. But back in 2016, I had no clue. Someone had to walk me through every step. Well, and you know what, back then it was like, not everybody had a podcast. It wasn't saturated like it is now. Like yeah. you really were one of the first people to like do a podcast successfully. So I was like, I just, I felt kind of shy texting you like, what do I need to get? And you're like, this is the microphone I have. And I was like, that's not in the budget. Like <laughs> it was a little pricey, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, the day the tables have turned, this is not about me. I have done your <laughs> podcast a few times. So are you nervous? The tables have turned. This is all to talk about you, my friend. Well, I know that I know that we are going to talk about something and I'm going to re I can't remember if I told you this in private or not. Once I tell it on this podcast, maybe you'll remember that I told you this or maybe I haven't told you it. But there is definitely going to be something that I've never shared before uh, oh. when it comes to you and and your season. Um Ooh, we'll definitely can you get save that, that so, for the tea party? So at the end of the episode, oh yeah, you guys, sure. I do a Courtney's tea party where we spill. I'm going to spill. You're going to spill. Maybe you save it for then. But I can't wait because I don't think you have, Steve. I mean, you and I have met, uh, for the listeners, so I met you at uh, Michelle Money's uh, I Love Your Butt thing, um, her little oh, charity uh, event. Yeah, that's right. That was the first, time, the we first time I met you, but I think we had spoken before. So for me coming off my season, I was like, I'm the villain. And like, there was a lot, you spoiled my season. I want to say the first 
week that my season aired. I think it was um, before that. Uh, probably I, I, was. Yeah, so you talk about your my my tea has to do with your spoiler, and I know I know you said it was the week before. If we're gonna be exact, um, having looked it up, it was December fourteenth, twenty eleven. So it was roughly three weeks before your first episode aired. So nothing had even been released. I don't even know if the cast list had been released by then, but yeah, December fourteenth, twenty eleven. Oh when I my god. And the fact that, that it was 11 years ago, thinking about that now, 11 years ago. Can you believe you were on that show 11 years ago? I can. The further away it gets, the better for me in some ways. But now I'm doing a podcast, and I thank you for helping me. By the way, my husband's going to bring me a charger. My phone's about to die. I have my notes for you because there's so much to dish about with you. And <laughs> But, like, this isn't about me. This interview is about you. And mm-hmm. one of the questions I have for you is what does your day look like when you start? Like, what is... Like, walk me through your day. Um, you wake up. What does that look like? Okay. Things have changed because now I am doing 11 podcasts a week. What? So, yeah. Who I are do, you? I know. I do ele- I do five daily podcasts, which is surround- my daily roundup, which is called where I spend. And they're 20 to 25 minutes. And it's just me talking. And it's. The first thing I talk about is anything in the Bachelor world, and then I get into anything reality TV, pop culture, and so that's 20 to 25 minutes. And then I have my weekly podcast, the one that you've been on numerous times, where it's an interview. Yeah. So I do that once a week. So that's six podcasts. And then on the first Monday in January of this year, because sports is my background and I love sports so much, I decided I wanted to do a sports podcast and it's more for myself. I'm not making a lot of money off it a little bit here and there off advertising, but it's more of a passion project for me, but I'm doing a sports daily 20 to 25 minutes every day. So that's, that's five daily roundups, five sports dailies and a weekly podcast. So yeah, I've got 11 podcasts a week that I'm doing now. Um, it's You're a lot. machine. <laughs> It is a lot. Uh, I record the Daily Roundup and the Sports Daily the night before. So what I do is I have it all set to go. I upload it, and I can set a timer for it to upload into the Apple Podcast system. So I'm usually up about 6.30 every morning. My dog wakes me up. I I can't sleep in past 6.30 because my dog won't let me. So she wakes me up. I get up, feed her, walk her, and then my podcasts will... Uh, go up 6.30 Central Time for the Daily Roundup, 7.30 Central Time for the Sports Daily. I put those on my social media, and then I'm on the computer anywhere between 7.30 and 9, 9.30, a couple hours of answering emails. And then, honestly, because I don't go to bed till 1 o'clock. I wow. can't really fall asleep before 1. So I only get about five and a half hours sleep. But once I'm up, I get those podcasts out of the way, any columns that I have to put up, which are usually Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I get those up. And then maybe around nine o'clock, I'm like a baby. I go back down and I I take about a two hour nap. Um, And I kind of go back down and I kind of sleep again to get seven and give myself a good seven and a half, maybe eight hours sleep. And then I'm up around 11 again. (laughs) So, um, and then I kind of start my day, but sometimes I don't go back to sleep if I've got more work to do, but I can usually get my podcast stuff done, columns done before about nine, nine thirty central. And then I kind of doze off again. And then I'm, and then it's just get up, go to lunch, hit the gym, 
come back home. And then I'm kind of already in process mode for, because I don't start recording those two podcasts till usually 10 at the earliest my time. So those go for 20, 25 minutes to label it, do all that stuff. Takes about 45 minutes total for each one. And now that I've got two every night, it's just like, yeah. Um, basically, I start my work again at 10 to 10.30 every night and I finish right before one. And then you just repeat that cycle again. So yeah, it's really weird. Wow. So you're telling me you're a workaholic. And yeah. Yeah. and I mean, talk about scheduling guests. I, at the top of the episode, I talked about how I had Cole Barnett scheduled and then Shanae and then things happen. And like, you know, you're probably booking your own you know, yeah. interviews. And that's like, that's a full job in itself, as I've learned. Yeah. And like, your time is like, valuable, obviously, because you are very, you're, you're very focused on work. And I've never, you know, it's happened a couple times, obviously, someone says, you know, you book a time like, hey, can we record at this time? I'd say, you know, my Thursday podcast is now 328. I think this, I think this week will be 300, my, my 329th. Because this started on Thursdays back in you know December of 2016, so yeah, it's 300, and I do and I do them once a week. So I think it's 329. I could maybe count on two hands how many times I had someone set to go, and they canceled. So it doesn't happen often, but I understand it does. Some more, not even canceling, more just flaking and saying, "Oh, I can't," or "Oh, I thought about it and I'd rather not." You know, it sucks. It doesn't happen often, but has it happened? Sure, it does. And it sucks. But yeah, I book my own guests. I don't have any sort of producer. I edit my own things, even though um, because I have so many podcasts now, I don't do a lot of editing. The only thing I edit out is if there's like sound issues or something and something didn't catch. Um, very rarely does someone after the fact say, hey, you know what? I thought about it. Can you edit that that answer I had out? Nobody oh. really does. That. If they ask, I would do it. Uh, unless it was something major, then I'd be like, look, let's talk about this. You know, this kind of needs to be out there, but nobody really ever does that. So yeah, I just, it's pretty much, I hit record and then I hit stop and that's the whole thing. I, I don't go, I, especially now with 11 podcasts, I certainly don't wow. go back every single one and try and cut out all mistakes and ums and uhs. I just, no, I don't have time for that. The ums I have a hard time with. I'm, I've only done, you're going to be my sixth episode. So <laughs> sixth or seventh and, oh, my husband's here to, for the charger. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Talk about sports um, podcasts. He's a big sports guy. And that was like, I know going back to that, let me charge my phone. I have, I have 9% left. So we'll put a pin on that here. I just want to make sure I have my notes here ready to go. Um, so how is the sports podcast going? I know that you were into sports radio beforehand, and that was like, like you said, a passion project, but like, how does it feel? Did you wake up? I know you wake up and you're like, are you excited to do it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I record, I, like I said, I record them the night before, but it, it pretty much, unless something really breaks overnight in sports, which it usually, uh, which it usually doesn't, um, I'm pretty good to go with what airs, you know, it posts at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. So 8.30 in the morning Eastern Time is the latest it goes up, usually maybe 8.45. Um, so it, it gives you all your new sports news for the first day. It's almost like try, I'm trying to give people um, almost like a newspaper feel, but in audio version, just like, hey, here's the top, here's the hot topics in sports today. 
And here are my thoughts on them. And I try and fill it with a lot of information. I try not to be, it sounds weird, but I try not to be too opinionated because sports mm -hmm. talk radio, the one thing and the one reason I got out of the business and the one reason I don't really like the business anymore is because everything has to be so black and white and you have to take a side and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas most of stuff in sports is such a gray area. And and my tagline on my, my tagline on my sports podcast is, um, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television because you can't script stuff. It's, it's got so many good stories. Nothing about it is contrived. They can't put you in a situation to get a certain effect. And, um, I just, I, I love it. And this is my favorite time of year because we're dealing with March madness right now. College basketball mm -hmm. is the best thing. I'm going to Vegas next week for the first round of the tournament, which is a yearly trip for me. I absolutely love it. Um, I believe you and I had a conversation one time when I was in Vegas right around March Madness time uh, years ago. Um, in fact, I remember it like it was yesterday. We had a uh, a conversation about this. Maybe we can talk about that later. But yeah. Um, oh, I'd be every, happy to. I want to talk about you, all the you, things. Do you remember, you remember it? Um, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. March I was in Vegas. You called me because we had some stuff to discuss. Oh, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. I remember. Wait. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons... They've earned the skin safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy. .co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. 
Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my... Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Meundies. Comfort. From the outside in. I think okay. that was when probably Ari was being the announced as the bachelor. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And I and you heard about it and you're like, is this true? And I was like, Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, um, that was that was one of the things I remember. That season was so crazy because remember, Ari was picked out of like nobody Thin ever suspected. Thin air. Thin air. Just he like... hadn't even been on TV in five years. He hadn't been part of the franchise, and all. And this was fresh off of uh, Rachel's season, I believe. And yet, you know, we're hearing Peter Krause, Eric's name was being thrown out there, uh, Kenny King was being thrown out there, like guys from her season. And then all of a sudden, I start hearing Ari. And I went to you about it and I said, is this true? And you're like, yeah, I think it is. And I remember I was in Las Vegas and before I went to bed that night, I said, look, I've been hearing nonstop names. I've heard like seven different names of right. who it could be. But if you're asking me before I go to bed tonight, who I think the announcement is going to be tomorrow morning, I think it's going to be Ari. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, he was on GMA the next morning. And he was being announced as the bachelor. I remember that conversation specifically. And then we talked the next day. I remember because I had to step out of the I had to step out of the sportsbook area because it was kind of loud. I texted you. Yeah, and uh, that was it. That was a that was a very. Um, it wasn't a fun conversation. I know that. Um, no, it, was, it wasn't uh, a fun conversation. <laughs> I was pretty upset, and I was like, "Hi," yeah. just like, and I really appreciate you being. You know, Olivia talked about it on my episode. Like, uh, you know, I know you listened, and like, just being a friend throughout this whole thing because yeah. you are like, you know, part of the nation. I hate to say the <laughs> nation, but like, you know everything, the ins and the outs, and like, you really, truly have been a good friend to me throughout this whole thing, and I really. 
can't thank you enough, but that was definitely a hard time. And I, and I think, I don't know if you heard, I said, like, he called me, like, he didn't know if it was going to be him that morning. And we talked normally, like, everything was fine, like, talking all the time. And then he's like, are you sitting down? I'm like, uh, I'll sit down. And he's like, I'm at the airport. I'm flying to New York. They're going to announce me tomorrow morning on Good Morning America. And um, I was kind of, I shouldn't say blindsided, because I knew that it was, like, in the works. But, like, it was the sort of thing where it was like, Hey, we're maybe going to start dating again. And like, again, this is not about me, but for the listeners, um, it just was hard. And I said to him, like, how would you feel if it, the roles were reversed and they were offering it to me and you had to watch me do that? And he was like, I'd be really upset. Like, this would be really hard for me. And it was like yeah. this like weird situation where it was like, okay, like maybe we're going to start dating again, but now you're doing the show and then I have to watch it unfold. And then you pick a girl and then you pick another girl and then I have to hear all about it. So, but yeah, yeah. I do remember that call in Vegas and yeah, I appreciate I, you being there for me. No, I, and, and you know, you're welcome. And it was, it was all I could do in that moment because I could tell that you were really not happy. Uh, I was upset. Yeah. You were, you were, you were upset about hearing that and you're just like, Whoa. And you know, obviously things have worked out for you. In your life, with yeah. your husband, two kids, and things have worked out for him. But you're allowed to say now, years later, like, "Hey, in the moment, that was was kind of shitty." I mean, I was you were blindsided. It it was you weren't yeah. expecting. Like you said, you had an idea, but to, to he had an idea, but he was it. like, he was almost to me like, I'm kind of questioning. Like things are going so well with us. Like I'm like he was like to me like I'm questioning whether or not I should do this. You know, yeah. because like. I'm being pulled in two different directions. And of course, I don't want the the fans. And you know, like we we don't really talk that much anymore. Like there's we're good. Like I'm married. Like I'm so thankful that my husband is my husband. And like, you know, to put a bow on it, like it worked yeah. out the way it should have, because I don't think that relationship was just sustainable for us. And that's why it probably never worked out. But in that time, taking me back, like, yeah, like, and I don't think a lot of people know that because then I kept getting media requests and like, we were still good friends. And then he came back and was like, um, can you manage my book of business? Like he was on his honeymoon and I was showing his listings here for him. And like, yeah. I couldn't reach him. He's like, I'm on my honeymoon. And like, it was like fans trying to see his property. So there was like a weird time for us, but, um, that's right. Cause not, not only were you guys, you know, linked together, you know, somewhat romantically and thinking about dating, you guys were business partners. Yes. We worked <laughs> in real estate together and I was yeah. living in the house that we flipped. He was like, I literally bought this place for you. Like, cause you wanted it. My credit was for the listeners shot at the time. And I found this amazing flip. So he bought it with the idea that I would buy it from him. And then I was like picking out the finishes. And he was like, I was, I remember before he left, he's like, you know, I was like, do you like me? Like before they even offered in the bachelor, he's like, I bought you a place. Like, of course I like you. Like, that's just him. He's very grandioso. So yeah. when he left for filming, I had to manage the project. And yeah. then he kind of ripped me off, ripped me off with the, some financial stuff at the end. So but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. I wanted to ask you about, let's, let's, let's switch gears. Let's bring it back yeah. to you, Steve. What no are problem. you thinking about Zach's season how are you feeling about sack season? I listened to your, all of your podcasts, but for the listeners, yeah. how are you feeling about Zach season? And I know that you've spoiled it. So we'll get to that next. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with him. Really? I, I, I don't, 
you know, could he have handled certain conversations better? Sure. But I think you could probably say that for every bachelor. I think it's just, a, it's such a tough position to be in. And look, I'll be the first to admit, I was a guy that absolutely hammered all the leads, whether it was a female lead or the male lead on Bachelor, a female lead on Bachelorette. I would always just jump down their throats for things that they said and did on this show. You know, I'm sure I did it on your season. But the bottom line is, let's face it, the lead pretty early on knows only about two to four women that he's interested in that he knows are going to last far. And in your situation, I think when I interviewed Ben on my podcast years ago, he basically said, oh yeah, I knew. I mean, he told me that. Yeah. He was like, I knew like, he was like, I knew night one. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be with Courtney. So yet this guy still has, who's not a paid actor. He doesn't get a SAG card. Yeah. He doesn't have a SAG card, but yet he has to put on this song and dance and, and feign this interest in women who, are literally pouring their guts out to him and saying stuff and wanting him, wanting they're they're wanting him to like them, and yet he already knows in the back of his mind, look, I'm picking Courtney at the end of this thing. So it's I, I years ago I didn't understand that, and I just made fun of them for it. Now I empathize more with the lead because it's not easy to do, and I think this conversation that he had with Greer over Facetime mm-hmm. where she talked getting COVID and he's like, well, you're not really comparing that to me finding a wife. He's even admitted he could have handled that better. Um, I don't don't think that makes him a horrible person. I don't think it makes him a bad guy. I don't think he had any bad intentions. I just think he went about it the wrong way and he's admitted that. So that's what you want to hear. Some guy admitting his mistakes and how he spoke to somebody. And then the conversation with Jess where she's like, I can't, I want a one-on-one and you're not giving me one. And he's like, it's not about the one-on-ones, but you know, You've been on the show. It is about the one-on-ones. It, it you're only is. Yeah. You're only getting group dates. You're pretty much know where you stand on the on the, in the pecking order of. She was unraveling. She was yeah. for sure. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp, or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well unfiltered mineral filled water could be the reason why did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry irritated skin and that about 85 percent of the united states uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine that's where canopy's new filtered shower head comes in known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier canopy is dermatologist recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Traveling a little bit. Like, could he have could he have said that better and and not said that line of hey the, don't talk about the one on ones they're not it's not that big of a deal when we all know it is yes but overall I think he's been fine uh, what I do think is this is one of a, a really great group of women um, I'd say our top six women are some of the best top six we've probably ever had I mm-hmm. they all they're all incredibly attractive. The, the one thing that's being shown a lot more so in the, the credits is that these girls are all besties. Now, granted, it might be just because of the show. And once they get off the show and move on with their lives, they may split, splinter off. But they really seem to all have respect for each other and like each other, which I don't think happens on every season. I don't think you're, be- you're, you're friends with a couple of the women from your season, but you're not besties with everybody in the top four. I mean, when was the last time you spoke to Lindsay Cox? Probably mm-hmm. never. <laughs> I just know? followed her recently. <laughs> Again, follow, unfollow. Yeah. Like, are yeah. we good it's, now? That's a weird thing. Yeah, no, it's just it's it, so. I, that's what that's I think what suppressed me the most about this season. Zach's been he's been fine. He's been there. He's a lead, whatever. But I, I really am impressed by the, the the top five, top six women. I think they are all um, going to be very sought after on paradise this summer because they're all going down there assuming oh i'm like ticket to paradise you you're going to paradise like boom 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 like yeah i can't i can't think of anybody in his top 10 outside of them getting a boyfriend before june i can't think of anybody outside of his top 10 that won't be down in paradise at some point you know they're really they seem like great girls like i loved cat and i think her name's Catherine, but I want yeah. to get her on the podcast. I've requested that through Warner <laughs> Brothers, and uh, I will see how the women tell all shakes out. But I, I like he sent her home before hometowns, and I was like, I really yeah. thought she was going all the way. Yeah. So did Jesse Palmer. He even said that today. He's like, I think even at the end of the episode on Monday night, Zach was when he was having his man hug with Jesse. Said, <laughs> if you were to ask me after my one on one in the Bahamas with her if we would be here right now and I'd be sending her home before hometowns, he would have said, you know, no way. He goes, just things, you know, for whatever reason, things change. Maybe we'll never know a real reason, but you know, leads always seem to say, Oh, my connection is stronger with others, which is kind of what you have to say. I mean, that's a very easy answer to give, but it is, can be true. It's just like, look, I only have four roses to give and I have five women who are my four strongest. Well, those four get hometowns. Cat just happened to be number five in a in a group of five, you know, in a group where only four women can get roses. She happened to be number five, you know. I don't know why his relationship with her was strong in the Bahamas and faded. Maybe we'll never know, but well, I'm gonna I find out. I want to find out. I'm gonna ask her. Yeah. Like, what the heck? You know, I want to get him on here too. Like, you know. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, flipping back to 
your interview with Nick Vial. So he was going to be on my episode. I've asked him to come on, uh, you know, off contract. He's been really hard to pin down. He said he would come on. He's been flaky, switching gears, because we're going to flip back to that. But do you think that he's the godfather of uh, Bachelor podcasts? Think he think, I think he thinks he's the godfather of everything. Um, I know, right? I, he's he's just a guy that him and I have some history behind the scenes that, um, you know, frankly, I think it's well known. I don't like the guy. I don't respect him um, for things that he has said and things that he has done. I don't respect the way he handled me going on his podcast during uh, the COVID shutdown when they, he was doing when they were doing those um you know, best, uh, you know, best of seasons or whatever. Remember when they did that during COVID where Chris Harrison was in his, you know, mm-hmm. library doing, you know, hosting a show or whatever. So that's when Nick had me on. It was in like June of 2020. Maybe it was into July by that point. But um, I just don't, res- I don't respect um, him uh, for his kind of, um, uh, just the way he's handled certain situations, the way he avoids talking about th- certain things, his hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest problem I have is how he calls people out. But yet when he's called out on something, it's we're the people in the wrong. So it's just all of it combined. And also knowing some things behind the scenes about him. Um, just don't have any respect for the guy. I don't listen to his podcast. Obviously, his podcast does make headlines when he has somebody on. So I'll oh, read he's like captain headline. I feel like he yeah. is like clickbait central. And here's something, here's something I'll spill about Nick. If you want to hear what reality Steve has to say about Nick Vial, and you probably do, you're just going to find off contract in whatever app you use to listen to your podcast, subscribe to it, and you'll get the rest of this episode, which is about another full hour of content that includes Courtney Robertson spilling some incredible tea about Dark Lord Harrison at the end of this, as well as Reality Steve spilling some tea that he has never spilled before about a very key incident that he was involved with to get some information about a spoiler for one of the seasons. So please go to, again, wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Off Contract with Courtney Robertson.